And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I... I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, one of the most exciting things that's coming up in wrestling, at least towards the end of the year here, is that not only are you back home, welcome back, by the way. It's glad to be back and see some uh, Massachusetts indie wrestling. I missed it very much. I I missed going to them with you, that's for sure. But I am going to talk about Massachusetts-based wrestling, but for the biggest wrestling promotion in the whole entire world, WWE. They are coming to Boston this November and bring Survivor Series with them. And Juice, there was a very major announcement that happened today regarding Survivor Series. Today is Monday, the day we're recording. And why don't you let the people know what, what's going to be going on at Survivor Series this year? War Games! <laughs> yes, that is correct. War Games, both matches, or I'm sorry, two matches are apparently on the docket for Survivor Series this year, a men's and a women's version of the titular WCW-originated event that NXT also had adopted too. Juice, I know we are in September, about two months away from the event, but do you have any predictions for who might be in these matches or what we might see at Survivor Series in regards to War Games? Yeah, I think one, well, two teams are definitely decided for both. I think the men's, we're definitely going to see some type of fusion of bloodline. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Who, who the four are, we'll see. Or maybe they'll do a five, but usually NXT War Games or WWE War Games, it's four versus four. Not like Blood and Guts was five versus five. It could be anyone. Like it could be Reigns, the Usos, and Solo. Or it could be the Usos, Solo, and Sammy. It could be any fusion. Uh, I'm leaning toward... I don't, I don't know. Because this could be Sammy like joining KO and finally betraying the Bloodline. Or something like that. But it's definitely going to be Bloodline on one side. And I do think KO is definitely going to be on the other side. I'm just curious who's joining KO. I think the Riddle, Riddle makes sense. I wanted to say Randy, but I don't think Randy's even close to coming back from his injury. So I don't think Randy, but... And even if he was, I'm sure you probably wouldn't want to be in a War Games match as his first match back. Yeah, no, I agree with that sentiment, but like he was in the middle of a feud with uh, Bloodline. Bloodline's been making, you know, Riddle's life a little now. Not as much recently, but still, he did. They did. And also, Survivor Series is 
that's the pay-per-view most people associate. If you say what pay-per-view think Randy Orton shines the most at, it's Survivor Series. It's his pay-per-view. Making their this year's iconic match, putting Randy Orton in it, it makes sense. Yeah, I know he's it would be him come back from injury and like that wouldn't be the first thing you want to put him in. One of the most dangerous matches they have. But um, I mean, Triple H already said. Oh, they're not gonna be. It's not gonna be bloody because of PG and stuff like that. So it's not gonna be over the top violent like it has been in the past. So maybe that's a hint that yeah. But I still think it's gonna be you know violent to a degree, and I still think it's gonna be awesome. And maybe that's maybe more of a hint, being like, yeah, Randy's coming. We'll see. But Bloodline's definitely on one side. The women's match, uh, control damage control is definitely gonna be on one side. And maybe Sasha is the fourth member, and that's how they bring Sasha back. I'll be curious to see. And then on the other side, probably Bianca, Alexa, uh, Asuka, and adding a fourth. I'm going to say Raquel, since Aaliyah is out of action because of violence and stuff. So it's kind of in Raquel versus damage control. So that maybe the reason they wrote like Leah out is because like, yeah, we only need one of you for, for war games. That would be some long-term booking. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with both of those takes though. Like no doubt in my mind, we're getting some combination of the bloodline. Uh, I could see like a tag team being thrown in there too. Maybe somebody like the street profits, maybe somebody like the new day. Um, I feel like both of them, like you can give like a relative enough story with KO to be involved. Um, and then kind of at that point too, you, you can have Riddle be in there. And I feel like that'd be a good four on four, assuming that I, I think Reigns will be in the match. Like, I, I feel like it's, it, it's one of the big four. And I feel like, although Roman is like on that schedule or on that contract to be working less dates, like you're going to have to work one of the big fours, like, and you're the champion and you're not defending your championship, like at least beyond the show wrestling, you know? I mean, I could see him actually having like a title match and that's why they have to run with the other four members. True. True. But, um, I, I do think they should have him. I think it should be like, maybe not solo and do Sammy and then Sammy turns during the match and helps KO. Yeah. Like maybe the KO is being brutalized and he can't, he just, can't stomach seeing his friend best friend being hurt so he just hits roman and kale then uses that to get the stunner and get the win and they just you know sammy raises his hand and we just start underdog sammy comes back and i'm happy and then he takes off one of the belts from roman and i scream of happiness and then riddle takes the other one off and this you know or kale now if kale and sammy are both world champs at the same time that would Get a massive pop from me. I love that so much. As somebody that loved Black and Gold NXT, that, that would thoroughly suffice me. <laughs> but from the women's side, though, I think that's a really, like, definitely damage control, too. Like, because it, it's almost just like, who else? Both men and women's side. Like, you don't have any other factions besides damage control and the bloodline that are three members plus. And War Games, like you said, is a minimum four-member match, so... I don't see it being any different. Yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of three-person factions, but we don't like anyone that makes sense to be a fourth. And we don't have many good guy 
three-person factions. They're all heels and wouldn't make much sense to face like damage control or bloodline. Like what the hooligans are. What's um a oh, brawling brutes? The brawling, brawling brutes. Yeah. Brawling brutes versus. Uh, I mean, they're the brawling brutes are going to be facing the Usos soon, but brawling brutes versus the bloodline. That doesn't make much sense. That would be a great war games match, but you have to turn them all face. And Imperium too could also be really fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be brutal too. But again, like it doesn't make too much sense to do that right now. No, especially because then at that point, either like your intercontinental champion who you're building up to be a force or your world champion, assuming Roman's in the match is going to have to lose. And it's just like, I feel like, again, I'm a big proponent of if it's a big four, all the titles should be defended at the big four pay-per-views. So like I could easily see there not being Imperium involved. Uh, just for the sake of while they're having a title defense, but I don't know. I'd also love to see, like, if if they're not going to go completely focused on brand warfare, as Triple H said in the interview, I would I would like to see a U.S. title versus Intercontinental title match, and just see Bobby and Gunter just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I would love that if they only had like one brand warfare match, or, like brand warfare spotlight match. That would just be a banger, and that would be the one I choose out of all the champion versus champion matches we could have. Usos can't wrestle themselves. <laughs> Reigns can't wrestle himself. <laughs> the options are just Liv versus Morgan or Gunter versus Bobby. So give me Gunter versus Bobby. I, I guess we might as well talk about it because we're still on the topic of WWE and interesting releases and press releases that have come out recently. We have the next Crown Jewel events main event confirmed. And I want to preface this before we say what it actually is with a little story. So I have friends who aren't wrestling fans and you know they just keep up with culture are aware of general internet culture have seen the rise of logan paul so when logan paul joined wwe they were like uh, logan paul in wwe blah 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 and i'm like yeah he's not going to be really used as a focal point like he'll never be in a world title feud he'll never do this he'll never do that and then after his last match against the miz those same people asked me, oh, do you think Logan Paul is going to be used in WWE again? I said, not in a significant capacity. I am wrong. I am very wrong. Because now the main event of Crown Jewel is Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns for the championship. What fucking universe are we living in, Juice? Who, who is controlling this WWE 2K, my universe simulation? I just don't know. I don't know how to answer you, Bill. I When I saw that was a thing, I think we were like at chaotic at a wrestling show. When I saw it, I'm like, wait, that's a real thing. And it is. It's I, I, uh, Logan Paul has had two really good matches to start off. And that's awesome. But I, I think it's kind of just an insult to some of the guys on the roster who spent decades that get to where they are and work their ass off. And guys that, you know, Logan Paul has a lot of talent and charisma and potential, but there's guys that are still a lot better than him. I can think of one that's 
been treated like crap ever since he re-extended. And that's Drew Gulak, who I think is extremely talented. And they don't use him at all. Or they have Charlotte Flair beat him up in like seconds. Like he's a, a jobber. And it pisses me off. And now Logan Paul gets a world title match. And Drew Gulak's nowhere to be seen on my television. And there's countless other people that I think could that you could put in a crown jewel match against Roman Reigns, like Ricochet. Ricochet earns it. He, that would be a fun match. I'm and not he had saying, that match with Lesnar at the last one too. Yeah, and then he got squashed. <laughs> it's just if I was on the roster. I worked uh, 10 plus years to get to this point, and Logan Paul's giving a world title match, this third ever wrestling match. I would walk in that office and say, I demand a fucking release. There's so many of my fucking buddies in that locker room that deserve this shot more than fucking him. And you're just going for the just the money match, the the media match. Trip you you should know better, Hunter. You're a former wrestler. I'm pissed. I I he's He's doing a great job, and it's one of the few missteps, in my opinion. And some people will say it's not a misstep because, one, Crown Jewel is kind of a throwaway card. And, two, two, it is getting people talking. It's That's what they want. It's succeeding in that end, and it is getting more eyes other than just wrestling fans on this match. And that's the point of it, and I get it. But it's just a real fuck you to the roster. And I think it's a, it, it, I think it damages morale and it damages the locker room. Yeah, it's a very Vince McMahon decision, and I like you said, it's it's obviously for the money, and I agree. Like it's such an insult. Like think about it. You realized the news when we were at an indie wrestling event. I don't even think Logan Paul knows what indie wrestling is, and like that's not a shot, and like it's not supposed to be like there's our clickbait, but like it, it's true though. Like Logan Paul is not a wrestler. He is a wrestler, technically, yes, fighting for a world championship in the wrestling company, but he's not the guy, the 10-year veteran, like you said, somebody like a Drew Gulak, somebody like a Ricochet, somebody like a Cedric Alexander, even a Shelton Benjamin at that point, too. Like, Especially Shelton. He's more than earned a shot. Right. It's it's a little ridiculous. Like, those are guys that could easily put it in, you know? Like, Worst comes to worst, you have Shelton just be like, I'm a veteran. I'll put my career on the line or something, you know? Like, he's doing nothing anyway. Like, it'd be better. I would be entertained by that. I think Shelton has earned a, a world title, not just world title match, but world title run 10 times over. Listen, if Jinder Mahal can be a world champion and beat Randy Orton clean, a 12-time WWE champion clean after coming back from being a jobber just because they were going to India and they wanted to have an Indian WWE champion. And that's a really hot take, I understand, but also was true. Like, Shelton Benjamin could be a world champion. A lot of fans would support it. That pop, I think he'd get quite the pop. Like, he'd get, he'd get the Kofi pop, like the Kofi Mania pop. Like, just finally, somebody who deserves it gets the championship. It, it's just frustrating. It is frustrating. And it's also just like... Now, like, I told my friends, like, no, that, that'll never happen. Like, I am a true wrestling fan. That will never happen. Like, and if it does happen, I won't be happy. And now it's happening, and I'm like, what the fuck? Just, what? why is this my reality? Yeah, I'm sure the match will be good enough. It'll, it'll probably surprise a lot of people because Logan Paul keeps doing that. But, you know, it, it's just ridiculous for a guy that really doesn't know the business all that well. Like he had Roman Reigns on his podcast and that kind of led to this. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
it's a serious podcast, but then they had the little thing where he said, oh, I could beat you after the interview ended. And that's what led to this like match. But there's a clip from the pay-per-view. He didn't know what the what chants were. He had to ask Roman Reigns to explain it to him. That's as basic of a W, not even like wrestling, just WWE in general. Like if you were remotely a fan of WWE between the 90s and now, you should have heard a what chant. Yeah, that just shows me that he didn't really watch the product at all. Or even know who Stone Cold is, which is just a big (laughs) no-no. Yeah, like I don't understand how you can be in the wrestling world in any capacity and not know like, I feel like there's like three people that everybody should know. And it's literally like Hogan, The Rock, and Steve Austin. Like those are the three. I agree with that. When I when I talk when I like tell people about wrestling and what, they're like, "What is it?" I'm like, you know, like what Rock and Hulk Hogan, John Cena. I'm gonna, used yeah, to I was do. gonna say I'm gonna add a fourth and say John Cena too because John Cena yeah. is definitely our modern day like the wrestler of our generation. Mm-hmm. For sure. But hey, WWE is getting that blood money and gotta pay that bloated roster somehow, right? Yeah, you gotta enter- entertain the Saudi princes. Well, I'm going to talk about one last thing, WWE, before we get into our last topic here, Juice. Have you been seeing these clips going around on social media of WWE playing uh, the vocals of the song White Rabbit? Whether it's like in between matches at house shows, or even they played it on a commercial break during SmackDown last week. I don't know about you, but there's two people that are being heavily rumored for why this is happening. And one of them is one of my favorite wrestlers that's ever existed. And the other one's Kyrian Cross, which I like the Kyrian Cross. But he already said, don't assume it's me. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't did. know that. He did come out and say that. Because, you know, uh, I, I liked the theory, though, because he was known as the White Rabbit on the Indies, right? That's that's like what his gimmick was. Yeah, I didn't honestly know that. I thought he was Killer Cross, I guess, before that. Yeah, I, I I learned that recently, too, that, like, White Rabbit was his thing. But if it's Bray fucking Wyatt, like, please, like, I am so, like, so fucking interested about who this person is. And not because it's Wyatt, just because of how unique this is. Like, I love it. Nobody's done this before. And, like, that's why it makes me think this is Bray Wyatt, because Bray Wyatt has an amazing mind for the wrestling business. It's literally only being circulated on social media. And the only way you can experience it is by being at the show live and posting about it on social media. That's it's genius. Like so fucking smart, regardless of who it is, even if it's not Bray Wyatt, because I'm not going to like, just be like, please be Bray Wyatt, please be Bray Wyatt. But like, I just think it's so smart and like, is making me very interested in like wanting to follow the product and being like, Am I going to watch Raw tonight? And am I going to hear the White Rabbit? And maybe, maybe maybe we at least just see it. You know, maybe we get a glimpse of who it might be. Maybe we get a teaser. Maybe we get a promo. Like, I'm super fucking interested in this. And I just want to give kudos to WWE because I, it's new, it's fresh, and I am so interested in it. I'm very intrigued. And I think it definitely is Bray Wyatt because Cross, it, he's already around. I don't think it would make sense for it to be him. And we already heard like the rumors that Bray Wyatt has been working on a deal to come back. And, you know, we heard that rumors for so many people who already come back. Like we heard that about Braun Strowman. Where is he now? He's back. 
yep. and Johnny. And well, actually, Johnny, there wasn't that much talk. We kind of just, I just assumed that he'd be back. <laughs> yeah, it literally, he just showed up on Raw and it was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I was so happy. It was so random. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's Bray. And now that Vince is gone and Triple H in charge, I really like the possibilities that Bray Wyatt has. And because he was so creative, you said it yourself, and he is so creative. And now that the collar around him is a little looser, he is, you know, he has a little more room around the yard to, to go. Or maybe he's like a cat. He's like an outdoor cat. He can just go wherever the fuck he wants now, man. And just as long as he comes back, as long as he comes back to the door. And I'm excited to see. I want him back so bad. Not as bad as you, because that's your boy. But um, I am excited to see Bray Wyatt, and I shouldn't just assume it's Bray Wyatt, but it, it's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up, and then like just be disappointed. But I just have a feeling it is. And like, like I said, like the Firefly Funhouse stuff, and like, like the Fiend, and everything like that. Like when it started, it was an anomaly. Like it was, it was larger than life like you and you and i remember like when we saw the fiend entrance like that like there was not an experience like that in wrestling at that time just the experiencing like the lights dying the fiend walking out and seeing like the bray wyatt head lantern and like the mute i loved his theme i loved the look of the fiend like i thought the fiend was fucking badass there was just nothing like it. Like I'd compare it to seeing Shinsuke's entrance live for like when he was like fresh on NXT, like out of NXT. Cause there was a, there was a SmackDown in Boston or was it Boston or Manchester? I think it was Manchester actually. And I went with some friends from college and the dark, the dark match was Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke. And it was like the, a week or two before their survivor series or SummerSlam, whatever next pay-per-view was coming up their match at it. And it literally was like, the same match like it literally was more or less the same match but like experiencing shinsuke's entrance like that crowd super hot for him we get to sing along to it like that's just what i love in wrestling when they can present characters as larger than life and i if bray wyatt is like revolutionizing himself once again he's going to come out as the white rabbit some form of like a creepy alice in wonderland sort of character gimmick i'm here for it i love it i'm ready for it all right juice I think this will bring us to our last topic of the night, and it is a indie wrestler spotlight. I don't remember if we had a gimmick for this because we only did it once before, but uh, essentially we are going to be choosing two wrestlers, one each uh, across the indie wrestling world, and we're going to give them a spotlight. We're going to give them praise that they rightfully deserve. And I think the two guys we have tonight are two actually really great guys. I actually, the guy that you picked, I didn't have exposure to heavily until the chaotic countdown and he i think was somebody who surprised a lot of fans there that is number one ichiban uh he's just fun it's just a fun character to like he's supposed to be like a masked like japanese guy even though he's not japanese at all um but he 
his awesome masks a really funny character like he doesn't talk like he has to whisper in like rich paladino or whoever the commentator the announcer's ear and the, to tell the fans and other wrestler stuff to make his challenges it's really funny and then rich is like oh and in the language of ichiban <laughs> not even like japanese just the language of ichiban and he just he's so much energy coming out of the ring and like the, the crowd is just popping especially at wrestling open where i was like first saw him live just last week I, I saw him before like just watching on IWTV but being there for Ichiban live is experience like he's doing the ET fingers app and like you do he does a fingers app with another number one like him then ooh there's electricity and it's just like fun it makes me feel good dude he's like oh Ichiban like I got to do it with Ichiban I'm like yep Ichiban just said I'm fucking top dog too man <laughs> it's a fun character he really gets involved very fast paced wrestling style usually the aerial style isn't my favorite, but I do like seeing it live. I, I always get into it. It's always fast paced and live. I like it more than my like TV wrestlers. He's just got great charisma, great energy. I think it's a really fun character. And I love the chance for it. Like, you know, when people on the turnbuckle or just doing strikes where the crowd like counts along doing the top strike or whatever it is, instead you do like one, two, three, four. Yeah. Now with Ichiman, it's one. One, one, one. It's like a running joke. Just everything's one and just it's fun. A fun character. You can just see the sparkle in his eyes too. You can, can't see his like entire facial expressions, but you can tell he's having a blast. It's a really interesting character. And I'm curious what it look like as a heel. I haven't really seen it yet. Limitless or wrestling open wherever I see it on streams or in person. I haven't really seen him heal. It's usually just a good guy, which is, I'm, I think it's going to be hard to turn heel, but. I'm curious what he does when the time comes. Yeah, I really liked Ichiban too. Um, like I said, I saw him in a crowd that wasn't used to him, or at least assumedly isn't used to him. And it's in a crowd that's really hard to get over with. And he was definitely over, like definitely had flashy moves. I liked watching him in the ring. Definitely was like, oh, like this is a fun character. Like, this is a fun guy to watch right now. Like in a, in a match that had a lot of men around it, he was so flying around, bouncing around, like you said, quick pace. And I just remember being like very like Ichiban. Okay, like I'm gonna remember your name. Like I am going to actively be like, I want to watch out for Ichiban. And then I've been seeing him pop all over the place. So he is he must be like a New England guy then, right? Yeah, very much so. Especially wrestling open. Like he's one of wrestling opens top that top guys. Like he's almost there every week. So once I get you to a wrestling open show with me, we'll most likely see him. And uh, you'll become even more fan because it's definitely an experience. But yeah, all over New England, Limitless, the other, uh, what he, the guy who owns Limitless owns another one. Has like wrestle something. Let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. He's shown up there. Uh, other promotions too. Like we have some chaotic once, twice because chaotic countdown. I think he actually had a match the next pay per view in his yeah he did against J. Match. I think it was against JT. Not pay per view event. Right, I think yeah, it was yeah, JT. I think so. I think it was against JT Dunn. But yeah, uh, usually New England area, and I think he's pretty young, newish wrestler. So we'll definitely see a lot more of him in the future. Yeah, I, I love characters like that. And we'll get to my guy here real quick. Somebody who is a well-traveled indie wrestler. Uh, I know he has made his way out to you in the West Coast when you were out there and we've also seen him in other promotions across the midwest and of course he is a new england guy through and through very sad i didn't get to see him at summer chaos but 
I am a part of the uh, prize pack. I bought a fanny pack off this man for $20. And he told me, he literally sold me on it because it has a secret pocket. And that is Alec Price, the prize. I think Alec Price is like, I don't want to say like the next Seth Rollins, but like he definitely reminds me of like Tyler Black, if that makes any sense. Unique style in the ring, very arrogant, very like in your face and can back it up rightfully has deserved the championships he's ever won rightfully has been a you know a spotlight across several different indie promotions and he also in my opinion has the coolest finisher in wrestling right now like the 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 like jump kick to the back of the head is so fucking nasty like i remember seeing like going to a show with somebody who has seen him live for the first time being like wait till he does his finisher and like the step up, jump, back kick to the head, they were just like, what the fuck? I was like, I know, it's wild. And yeah, I, I just love him. Whether he's a face or a heel, love him as a heel though. Like, like that's where I see him most of the time as a heel. Like I love just being insulted by Alec Price because he is the prize and I am not. And I, I, I need to understand my place in society. Well, if you do want to feel good about being a fan of Alec Price and wrestling open, he's the ace and he's very much not a heel. He is he is the ace. He is the face. He's the top guy there. He runs wrestling open. Fans love him. And garbage chants just have a different meaning when you're at wrestling open show. Instead of chanting garbage at him, you're chanting garbage at the opponents. And he usually starts it. <laughs> And garbage, garbage, you love it. So when they were chanting him, I was kind of confused. I'm like, oh, no, I love garbage chants. I want to chant garbage at him. But I still got to chant it eventually. It was fun. He had a great match with TJ Crawford and TJ Crawford's return and TJ Crawford turn heel. And it was just a blast. Alec Price is so damn good. And I didn't think I'd be into him being a face. But he's just got that swagger and he's still got that arrogance. He's an arrogant face. He's got kind of like that Daniel Bryan to him when he's a face at times. Like Daniel Bryan can also be still arrogant and cocky. He's not always the yes guy. He can he can mix characters up, and so can Price. He can still be that cocky asshole, but you cheer for him, and you love it. He's just innovative in his style of how he talks, and especially is in the ring. He's got the best finisher on the indies in my opinion and the dude also in my opinion i think he is the best wrestler in new england i, I say i don't count anthony green since he's really well traveled so take him out of the equation but for new england the company i usually go to i think it's him i i think really his only flaw is that that is holding him back from getting the big time is that he just needs to add he, I think the look, he just needs to add some weight or muscle. But we've seen little guys succeed too. Like we, I already brought up Daniel Bryan and then there's Johnny Gargano. You don't need to be jacked, but I do think add a little bit. I do think he needs a little, little bit of muscle, but not too much. And no, he's definitely crazy. an in-shape guy too. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not like out of shape, but he has great stamina and stuff. It's just, I do think it needs a little more. But if he doesn't change, I won't give a shit. I'll still cheer for him because he's definitely got it. Amen. 
And if you have an indie wrestler that you would like to spotlight, you can let us know on social media. And Juice, where can the people find us? On Twitter, it's capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. And Instagram, T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D. Same thing, but all lowercase. So let us know, indie wrestlers, we should look out for or other people should look out for. And also, if you want, tell us your favorite matches from Alec Price or Ichiban, if you're familiar. And if you're not, look them up and then say what matches you watched. Agreed. And as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you do not give us a five-star review, that means that you specifically you that person not giving us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact fact and again thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time